Welcome to the Juggling Without Balls podcast. My name is Monica Parkin and I am your host. And every week on the show, I'm going to be talking to powerful, successful women who juggle it all. And when I say juggle it all, I mean everything. Kids, health, aged parents, careers, relationships, you name it, we're going to talk about it. So stick around, grab a cup of coffee, pull up a seat and enjoy the show. Hello, jugglers, and welcome to episode five of the Juggling Without Balls podcast. Today, my guest is Denise Harris, not only president of the Comox Valley Women's Business Network and very involved in her community, but she's also the CEO and founder of an organization called You Blossom Retreats. Denise is dedicated through her organization to bringing women together in a safe environment where they have the opportunity to build relationships, exchange ideas, grow and rejuvenate their mind, body, and spirit. It's her mission to promote empowering women through events and gatherings that are engaging, fun, and inspirational. I don't know about you, but I'm looking forward to hearing all about it. Welcome, Denise. Okay, welcome. It's nice to have you here today for episode five. I've known you for a number of years in WBN. One of the things that amazes me most about Denise is we'll be at a Women's Business Network meeting and there'll be 50 people in the room and she knows every single person's name. She can introduce them without looking at anything. She's got this amazing memory and this amazing way of connecting with people. And so one of the things that I wanted to talk to Denise about today is her business, which is Retreats for Women. You Blossom Retreats. And I'm wondering if you want to start out just by telling us, first of all, a little bit about those retreats, and then maybe we can talk about why you decided to go into this endeavor. Well, thank you, Monica. First of all, thank you so much for having me on today. It's great to be here. You Blossom Retreats were founded, I founded the retreats in 2016, and it's a weekend retreat for women. It's all inclusive, and it's really just, it's a way for women to escape close to home for a 48 hours of rest and relaxation. And the weekend includes your food and your accommodation. But the best part is it includes seven to eight different workshops and they're all around mind, body, spirit. So it's all included and the women get their opportunity to choose what they want. Uh, they can show up and decide how they're feeling. And if they want to take a yoga class, they can. If they want to do the journaling or art workshops, they're varied. So there's something for everybody and it's just a wonderful way to, to reconnect. Yeah. So is it kind of like an a la carte menu? Like, you know, is, so it sounds like it's not a firm set. You're going to do this, this, this. There's some options throughout the day. So do they choose those options ahead of time? Do they, do they decide when they get there? Oh, I like this class. I want to do it again. Or how does that look for people? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, 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 there is a set schedule for the whole weekend and the women get to choose what they want to do. If they want to sleep because they've had a rough week and they're tired, they can sleep in. If they, they can choose on a whim to join the classes. So that's the beauty of it. Uh, you're not locked in because, you know, you sometimes you don't know how you're going to feel when you arrive. You might be full of energy or not. And the idea is to just really um, have a weekend that you sort of self-create for yourself and, and get what you want out of it. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. We're going to talk a little bit more about your speakers and the structure and everything. It is kind of unique to our area. What led you to create this? Were you someone that was needing something like that? Or were you talking to women that needed something like that? Or what sort of led you into this initiative? 
Well, there was a retreat that was started in Ontario several years prior, and a good friend of mine had been going to a very similar structured retreat in Ontario. So I had the opportunity to go. And it was at a time in my life where my daughter, who was three, actually about four years old, from three to six, she was battling leukemia. So it was a huge um, shift in my life. She's, you know, she's doing great today. She's 12. But during the time, you know, nursing her for three years, I sort of really lost my identity. I just bought a business when she got diagnosed and I really wanted to be an entrepreneur. So I went to this retreat and I didn't have any expectations. And while I was there, it was just like something just (laughs) smacked me over the head. So you have to do this. So when I came back to BC, I, about a year later, with the help of those women, because they were like, well, we want to help you. We want you to be successful. Nice. I love it when women do that for other women, you know, it's just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So they helped me do my first one and yeah, we got 50 women there and it sort of just, it took off and and it, it blossomed. And that's what the whole weekend is about is, is about, you know, it's, it's a way to just encourage, um, you to be the best version of yourself and sort of nurture those pieces and take those self-care tools that you may have not even tried before and just, you know, to give them a go. And when you come back to a retreat, we have women that come year after year. Yeah, they'll try different things and, and they'll pick up new new ideas. Wow. And do you have a particular demographic? Is it a particular age group or do you have a, a huge spread? Do people come with friends? Do they come alone? What does that look like? Well, over the past six years, I've done probably 12 retreats. And I can tell you that it is mostly women probably in their 40s. But I have to say, I have women come in their 70s. I have mother-daughter groups. I have uh, office groups of women that come. It's quite amazing. And probably down to about 18, there was a mother that came with her four daughters. Her youngest was 18 years old. So. Yeah, it's, it's quite yeah. a it's quite a spread, and everyone feels really comfortable. It's, I've heard that it's just a very safe, comfortable, welcoming space from other people that have been to that retreat. So well done on on that front. So you said twice a year. So is it? A, we're going to get a little more into how this has maybe changed through COVID. But is it a spring fall thing, uh, winter summer? What's your what sort of your schedule, and how far ahead are you planning? Because talk about juggling balls. You know you're juggling different speakers and guests and membership and locations and probably food. It just seems like a monumental task to organize. So how far ahead do you start? What's your process? And and how often are you having to, to do this? So this, you know, the retreats, as well as running the, the online community, um, supporting the women online is it's yeah, it's it's my business. And I absolutely love it. It is a lot of logistics. That's what my specialty is. My specialty is logistics and, you know, basically holding space for women. And I, you know, I'm planning years in advance. And through COVID, I mean, it used to be the typical retreats were twice a year, we'd have about 90 women come, we do the fall retreat on Vancouver Island. And then the spring retreat or the yeah, the spring early summer retreat would be in Maple Ridge at the Loon Lake Retreat Center. And yeah, our retreats would sell out three months in advance. And just when COVID hit, we had done, uh, we'd added another retreat. So that was a more an art-based weekend, smaller. So I had been sort of playing around with different ideas. And then when COVID came into effect, I had literally just finished a retreat and then we went into lockdown. And then when lockdown, when we came out of it and we were able to meet in person, that just so happened to fall in line with my retreat that was happening. So 
because you know these are planned in advance and I have wonderful relationships with the ocean, both Ocean Resort and Loon Lake, they were able to just you know sort of roll with it. So my retreats in 2020 were already almost sold out. Right. And it happened that we were able to do them smaller, confine them to the to the right numbers that were, you know, by the by the government or what we were supposed to do. And we kept them safe. Everyone wore masks. We did all the workshops outside, made sure people were socially distanced. And it was a lot of work. It was a lot yeah, of that's a whole another level, right? Yeah. Oh, it, it was a lot, but the women enjoyed it. And honestly, we've gone now from two big retreats a year, and now the model is four small ones. Okay. So, so that's been your shift from two big ones shift. to four small ones, which that's probably right. quadruples the workload or at least doubles it. But it's your pivot, right? It's your pivot that you've done in COVID to make it work. You didn't just shut it down and say, we can't do this. You've found a way to make it work. And, and that is working. And obviously, I think in smaller groups, there's something wonderful about that too. There's more of that one-on-one time with people and more connection because you're you're in a smaller unit, right? I guess that's my next question is there's always a silver lining and all this stuff. So what's been the silver lining with that pivot you've had to make? I think that the silver lining has been for me, has really been just seeing, you know, the smaller groups definitely are way more powerful. You know, the women I'm actually, I've got, you know, when I'm at the retreats now, you know, when they're, you know, sort of around depend, you know, they've, they've been up and down sort of anywhere from 28 to 48 women, yeah. I've been able to connect with them personally, yeah. um, every single one. And it's, yeah, the, the relationships, I have to say, the relationships between the meet, the women that meet the other women, the speakers, the team that I bring year after year, just seeing the intimate relationships happen and the connections and the ripple effect of relationships. It's just amazing. And, you know, how women's lives are changed and and it's, we've just created, our community has just become stronger. So yeah, that's my next question. You said you have a community. So you have the actual retreat. And then after the retreat, there is, I assume, like an online community where women can now engage and stay in touch with each other and, and reach out with questions and things. Or what does that look like? What's that, what's that community that you're talking about? Yeah. So that's the U Blossom community. And that's another thing that came out of, you know, COVID was that, mm-hmm. you know, it was something I'd always dreamed about doing, but just finding the time to do it. And so, you know, the community now is was a way to support women in between the retreats because, you know, I've actually had to cancel two retreats. My March one was canceled. Yeah. My April one, I, I canceled it. Yeah. So my next one is at the end of June. So what do we do in the meantime? How can I support these women? Yeah. So we now have a, a membership. Uh, it's free this year and we're building it out. We're building our deliverables with the team. So nice. if you're a member, you get, you know, yoga classes and we have a book club that's starting. So it's great because, you know, we're almost 60 members and this is yeah. sort of my true community. I mean, you know, I have over a thousand women that, that follow you blossom. That's been following you blossom for five years. Yeah. It's like really dialing in the community and saying, Hey, what do you need? So yeah. we have a Facebook page and yeah, like it's just, it's really just becoming so much more, it's just more powerful. Well, and, and just, supportive. yeah, keeping those connections going, right? Because sometimes you attend something like a conference or an event or something and it's so awesome. And then you leave and you never get to talk to those people again. And so this is a way to just continue those conversations and continue those relationships. And, and really it's, it's in the name, right? It's you blossom. You just get to continue to blossom and blossom and blossom as time goes by. And that community, it seems like it's just another way for those women to continue to connect with the, you know, the information, the relationships, the friendships they made at those retreats. And when the retreats don't happen, then it's still a way to stay connected, right? You know? 
So that's an amazing thing. So you said your whole skill set is organizing. Did you come to this with this skill set? Is it something you learned? Did it come from a previous life or an education? Or is this like trial by fire? Like, how did this work out for you? I was in the travel industry for over 10 years. Okay. Okay. So So you've got a bit of... That's right. So I have lots of experience. I I love systems and training people. And, you know, really, I love teamwork and team building and and bringing people up. That's what I do. I just want everyone to have their opportunity to shine. So coming from the travel industry over, you know, 12 years, and that whole industry just was, has very, you know, it's ups and downs in terms of constantly changing. So for me, I thrive in situations like that. And I also, you know, I, it's all about the, it's all about the person getting to their destination safely and having a great trip. So, or great experience. So that basically translates into exactly what I do with you. And also metaphorically, right? Like not just getting them to the retreat, but metaphorically getting to this, this nice relaxed headspace where you can take a break and just, just be your authentic self for a weekend without having to worry about all the, the, all the noise and shut that down. And it sounds like it's that old preparation meets opportunity, right? You had all the preparation in your past life as a in travel. And then this opportunity came up and you combine the two and here's the magic, right? Now you've got this amazing initiative that uh, is building a community of, of women supporting each other. And that's just a, a beautiful thing. Let's talk about finding the guests because that seems like quite a task. You don't want to just bring some random person on. You don't know what they're about. So do you need to go and watch their presentations? Do you interview them? What is that screening process look like so that you know that the caliber of people that you're inviting you know, match the caliber of the of the retreat that you're trying to put on and there's no sort of, you know, letdown there. How's your how do you work that process? So the speaker, I call them the U Blossom team, has really evolved over the years. And I just really I find that the right women that want to come and speak are drawn to it. So mm-hmm. lots of women reach out to me all the time. Wonderful. We yeah. have lots of coffee and tea. And again, I'm trying to to connect speakers on those levels as well and mm-hmm. and, and connect them to my audience. So it has been a learning curve for sure yeah. to, to make sure that the speakers are aligned with what's happening at the retreat. And somebody always knows somebody else. And, yeah, and that's also how think it, it works, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I've had, you know, different, I've mixed it up. Sometimes the retreats are, have been two complete different teams, sort of the island team and the Vancouver team. Mm-hmm. Because also the Vancouver team would, you know, they have their tribe in Vancouver. So that kind of feeds the, right. the in Maple Ridge. And then the, the, yeah. the island team, it's, these are their people here. So that's kind of how the, how it's evolved. So right now, and it's always sort of ebbing and flowing, but right now the team is kind of a mix of the two. Have and, some guests or speakers come back again and again. It's not a new set of people every time, or it's some new people and some returning speakers. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. It's just, yeah. yeah I mean, people want to come back. I have to yeah. say, everyone that that's part of the team just wants to be part of the team well, all of course. the time. Yeah, it's, it's such yeah. a great experience for them, and and they get to know the other speakers and their yeah. and the connections they make, and it really it helps their careers and yeah, yeah. so magical. Yeah. Yeah, again, it sounds like it, it comes down to relationships a lot of the time too, right? They probably form those relationships with each other, with the guests, with you. And you, you're. I love that you call them a team because it sounds like that's really what it is, 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 a, is a connected team of people all kind of working together for a common goal. That's beautiful. Where is your next retreat planned for? Now, you said April's canceled. You're working on June, I assume, and we're all, you know, eagerly waiting to find out 
you know, what happens with lockdowns and, and how I, how vaccines progress and all that kind of thing. So do you have a plan B and a plan, like a plan A and a plan B, or are you just oh, going to yeah. go ahead? Or like, I feel like there's a lot of, a lot of balls in play here right now. It, yeah, it is definitely, you know, it's, it's great. I have to say the retreat centers have been amazing because they're in the same boat. I mean, we're all in the same, we're on the same boat. So yeah, right now, the next retreat's at the end of June. It's in fact, it's, it's, there is always a retreat at the, the last weekend in June. I try and host the retreats at the same weekend every year. So People women just plan ahead. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. the June one we've been running for years and it's still happening. It's the last weekend in June, the 25th to the 27th. The great thing right now is that I can take deposits and there's no risk. So if we have a fourth wave or a fifth wave or something happens and we can't meet, then you'll get your money back. You'll get your deposit back. So yeah. actually people are booking right now, which is really great. I have, I'm probably, I'm expecting about a group of about 36 women. So yeah. we're about halfway there. And is this, the, is this mm-hmm. the island one, Denise? Is this the one that's on the island or the mainland? No, this, in is, June? this is the one in Maple Ridge. Okay. Yeah. So, and then the island one will be in October. It's okay. the weekend after Thanksgiving the 15th to the 17th of October. And that weekend retreat some tickets are selling as well because it's October. It's further enough, further, further, it's far enough away, I think. But again, it's risk-free. I'm, you know, I, the, the deposits are, are refund, 100% refundable. And, and you honor that. Yeah. And obviously your retreats have, I mean, obviously the places, the resorts where you're booking these are also honoring, you know, willing to honor that, that if things change that you're going to get something back to that you're not held to that. So that's nice to have that flexibility. So super busy life, lots of stuff going on. You got this whole team that you're working with. You've got people that are booking. How do you carve out time for you? Obviously you, you just came from a run, but what do you do for your own self-care? Because often people that are really impacting change and, and helping other people and supporting others, sometimes they find it hard to carve away that time for themselves. Obviously, you know how important that is. So like, what do you do to for your own mental health that you would share with someone else who's struggling with that? Uh, One of the big things that I do is I meditate and there's lots of meditation um, apps out there now that you can meditate that can help you even if you need something, even if it's five minutes, there's lots of great apps. So that's one thing is I have an app on my phone and I try and do it even if it's for a few minutes a day, even if I'm picking up kids and I'm in the car, I might just take a moment for myself just to reset. I take lots of walks I walk a lot as much as I can, just get out for um, a little walk. And then, yeah, moving my body actually is number one priority for me. So it doesn't matter. It's just moving in some form. Yeah. That's- I actually just started learning to meditate this year. I've tried it so many times and I'm like, I can't do it. I can't do it. My mind's too busy. And I finally, this year was like, I'm just going to start with one minute, like one minute. Like We've got a hot tub a, lot, a couple of years ago. So I've started going out in the morning in the hot tub, turn on my app. Then I did one minute, then two minutes and three. Now I'm up to like... 10 minutes. And I never thought that would happen. But what I notice now is the days that I don't do it, I really notice it. Cause I used to be like, whatever, this does nothing for me. Like this just makes me more anxious. But then I get to three or four o'clock in the afternoon and my day kind of just doesn't feel as put together. And I think what's different. I'm like, Oh, I missed my meditation this morning. So you don't think it's doing something, but it's actually like, it's in there clearing up all those neural pathways. It's lowering your cortisol levels. It's doing all these things that you don't even realize it's doing. And, and it's become a regular practice that, you know, took me 47 years to figure out was helpful, but I've heard people say that so many times and I discounted it. So for you viewers that are out there that are thinking, I can't meditate, like literally just start with a minute. Like it will change your life. It really will. And just, just stick with it. So that's fabulous advice. And always, you know, 
in COVID here, the chance to, I also used to hate walking, but now it's the only time I can spend with my mom, right? Like, cause we have to be outside. And so I've started to really love walking, but I'm not walking because I feel like I need to burn some calories. I'm just walking because I get to be outside now instead of I have to be, I get to be. And it's a chance to, you know, to spend time with people I love. So it's really changed the way I, I think about moving my body. Yeah. And one thing I've asked all my guests, you know, people that have a lot on the go, often there's something that they will delegate to someone else to do, you know, and Amy Engel, Mark and I talked about this in episode two, like, what is your time worth? Is it worth your time to be washing your windows? Maybe you make $30 an hour and you could pay someone 15 and that's time you could be spending with your kids. What is the thing that you delegate? You ask whether it's someone on your team or you pay someone to do, or that you just don't do in order to carve out time for for someone else. For me, I use uh, Joel at East Coast Podcast to create this podcast for me because I don't want to spend my time editing the podcast. So I fire it off to him when I'm done and and he cleans it up and makes it beautiful and helps me with it because I don't want to spend three hours of my week doing that. So what's the thing that you give to someone else to do? Yeah, it's actually, it's through my business lens because if I have, you know, I've just recently taken someone on probably in the last year, I built a new website and yeah, I have a, a woman, Grace, that works for me a few hours a week and she does all my posting and we talk about the posting together and I brought her on to help because even though it's been a really tough year for me, I want to be, I want the women to know that I'm still here for them and I'm not going away and having her doing my posts and my website updates and basically just getting all the social media part out there, problem solving, all those things really allow me to take some time for myself. Yeah. Self-care, I can have those moments, do some personal growth as well. Yeah, yeah. Personal growth is important. And then yeah. also just to focus on my community yeah. and 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 doing what I do, which is to show up for them. So yeah, because yeah. You, and you are busy in this in our little community here. Certainly you're you're a strong presence at the women's business network. You're there all the time and connecting and helping build those relationships with people and helping people grow. And you know, even though in COVID, maybe your business isn't as huge as it would be outside of COVID. And it's maybe feels like you're spending money on something that you could be doing yourself. When we set up those systems and processes ahead of time, then when things do take off and they do get busy, then everything flows beautifully, right? So you're just planning ahead. You're building the road for for when the trucks are going to drive on it next year, you know, whereas if you don't do that, then everyone's going to be bottlenecked when that happens. So good for you for for having the vision to know to set up those systems and processes and and also training that person now when things are quiet and you have the time to spend with her. So when things are busy, that's not another thing you've got to do on your to-do list, right? So that's yeah. a great, that's a great point. We have one more question that I've been asking everyone and that's, you know, the time travel question. If you could go back in time, 10-year-old Denise, 20-year-old Denise, whoever, younger Denise, and you could give her some advice, you know, what would you tell her? What would you, what would you tell that younger self? I think I would tell her that she's braver than she thinks and that she is worthy of any dream, any desire, that she's she's worthy. I would, I would go back and tell her that and probably, probably, uh, yeah, just, just let her know that, you know, your, your, your dreams and your goals are all attainable and there's plenty of abundance out there in the universe for everybody. And, and you're not alone. That's the thing is you're not alone and you don't have to do it alone. 
Awesome advice. Just as we wrap up here, do you want to tell our viewers, I'm going to put all the links in the show notes also. So anyone who's wondering about the retreat, where to find it, how to book it, that's all going to be in the show notes. But in the meantime, do you want to tell us where they can find you real quickly? Yes. My website Um, address. Yeah. You can go to my website. It's you blossom. So you, and then like the, like the lowercase you, B-L-O-S-S-O-M, ublossom.ca. And there you can become a member. Membership's free. Uh, You'll get a $75 coupon. You can use it towards any retreat, which is fantastic. And all the retreats will be there as well. You can also uh, drop me an email at denise at ublossomretreats.com. And one other really amazing thing that that's on our website, this is something I've been dreaming about for years and not knowing how it was going to happen. And sort of a, a bonus from COVID is I'd always wanted to find a way to offer women, uh, a way for women who couldn't afford to go to the retreats to be able to afford it because it's a privilege if you can can put the money together, especially during COVID times. So uh, the other thing you'll find on my website is something called the You Blossom Kindness Project. And that is, uh, if you click on it, you'll see two buttons. One is called You Donate. Had a lot of women in the past that want to donate tickets or money. Um, pay it forward. Yeah. Pay it forward. So, yep. So donations are open right now. And once we get to the cost of um, a, a ticket, nominations will open up. And there's a button that says You Nominate. So nice. if you follow us on Facebook. You'll be able to see where our donations are. And as soon as the nominations open, we'll be able to nominate, you know, you'll be able to nominate someone that, that can go to retreat. So that's on the nice. list. Wonderful. Yeah. And I know I'm going backwards because I just did the wrap up, but I just realized I never asked you, like, what does a day at the retreat look like? So oh, yeah. we're going to tack this on at the end, but that's okay. Yeah. It's We're just keeping it real here. But so I show up, I get there. What does my day look like? Just tell me what a typical day is. Okay. Very quickly. A uh, typical day is you arrive, you check in, you go to your room, you relax. The first night we have a gathering and you get to meet all the speakers and all the speakers stand up and they say who they are and they give a little bit, you know, a little info about their workshop. You know, everyone gets a lovely You Blossom journal when you arrive and you get a little kit and, you know, with chocolates and bottle of water for your room. So it's really just like this little nice little present and your journal and your pen that you can take to your room. So at the party, you get to meet or the gathering, you get to meet all the speakers and sort of go, okay, I I find it's really great because women can then kind of start deciding maybe what they want to do for the weekend. And then, yeah, Saturday morning starts with yoga classes and meditation and groups and really healthy meals. And then we go into journaling workshops, art workshops, writing. There's always lots of options. There's hiking around the lake, swimming, boating. So those activities are all there. And so the women can spend the day going in and out of workshops or in and out of the forest or the lake or their rooms. You know, I might be sitting in a corner somewhere tucked in reading a book. And then the evenings after dinner, Saturday night, we have usually have another keynote speaker. And then the Sunday format runs pretty much the same. And Sunday, we wrap up usually around three or four o'clock in the afternoon. And yeah, that's that's your little weekend getaway. Well, that sounds amazing. And I'm going to have to check it out myself because I am definitely in need of a little recharge time. So thank you very much for joining me. That's it for this week. To get more information on any of my guests, to sponsor an episode or to book me as a speaker for your next event, please visit jugglingwithoutballs.ca. I'm also always on the lookout for interesting guests who juggle it all. So please feel free to send me your suggestions. Please rate, review, and follow at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's a wrap. See you next week, jugglers.